but it has a personality or it has a personality behind it. Maybe there is a demonic influence uh, behind this infection that's traveling places, different places. Maybe there is a spirit behind this thing. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Kingdom Rock Radio. You are moments away from receiving God's rich word. But first, remember that you can subscribe to our Roku channel as well as our podcast. And don't forget, for more information, you can always contact us at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's word. Well, welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me for this second episode of season number two of our Bible study. We've been talking about Psalm 91. If you haven't heard episode one, please go back and do so. Because in episode one, we covered verse one. Wow. Uh, today, we hope to cover a little bit more than that. But um, nonetheless, we're going to continue in Psalm 91 until we get through the entire psalm. It's wonderful. It has 16 verses, uh, 16 verses of goodness, should I say. <laughs> and we're going to really just dive in and just get it all. And it's going to be awesome. Well, like we did last time, we're going to start off with a word of prayer, and then we're going to read, once again, Psalm 91, verses 1 through 16, and then we'll go ahead and get started on it once again. So let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much in the mighty name of Jesus for this time that you've given us to gather on your word. Lord, I pray that you would speak by your spirit and that you would lead us into all truth and show us things to come. Lord, I need you desperately. We need you. And Lord, I ask that you would manifest your presence in our time together, and always. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, my friends, let's go ahead and get right into it. Psalm 91, verses 1 through 16, and as we did last time, the scriptures are available for you on the screen. You can read along with me as we go through this. We'll be reading out of the King James Version, and this is how it reads. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the, the destruction that waits at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder. The young lion and dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Awesome. All right. Uh, last time we talked about verse number one. 
So I'll just read it, and then we're going to go straight on into verse number two. Verse one says again, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Verse two, here's where we're going to pick, off, um, pick up on today. Verse two says, I will say unto the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. All right. So, Verse 2 starts off with a testimony. He says, I will say of the Lord. In other words, this will be your testimony as well as you decide to dwell in the secret place of the Most High and abide under the shadow of the Almighty. This shall be your testimony. This is it. Uh, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. He is my refuge and my fortress. So here are some great Wonderful uh, word pictures here. Refuge. Refuge is a place where you run to in times of danger. Refuge is a shelter. Uh, let's just um, talk about may maybe it's raining really hard outside. Maybe there's hail, uh, hills, hail falling about the size of a golf ball. I mean, it is really coming down out there. Really terrible weather. And you see an open shelter over there. Well, that's a place of refuge, and you run to it. Why are you running to it? Because you're tired of getting hit by all the rain. You're tired of getting hit by all the, by all the hell. And you want to go into a place of safety. Well, that's a covering. The Father says here, this will be your, your testimony. He says that the Father, the Lord, will be your refuge. He's a place where you can run to and be safe from that. Because once you're under that refuge, under that shelter, you don't feel the rain anymore. You don't feel the pain of the, of the giant balls hitting you anymore. The giant hailstones are hitting you anymore. You don't feel that. You are safe. You are secure. And at that point, hopefully, you can dry off, right? So he gives us a picture that the Father, he says, this is what you will say, that the Father, the Lord, he is your refuge and your fortress. There is another um, another picture there, fortress, that's a fortified place. I think about uh, the old castles and uh, the time of uh, knights and kings and things of that nature back in Bible times where they had the, the walls up so high, you know, that they could not be penetrated. The Lord said that you are in his uh, shelter, you are in his refuge, you are in his fortress, his fortified place. And a fortress is often or always well-guarded and well-defended. I can see up there, there are archers. They're aiming their arrows down against any attacking enemy, right? The walls are so thick, you cannot get over them. They're so high. The Lord said, I am your fortress. Nobody's going to get past me. Isn't that powerful? So he gives us these pictures. As we choose to dwell in the secret place of the Most High, we will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Verse 1, and this will be our testimony. While we are there under His shadow, in His protection, we will say these things. We will say, Lord, hey, you really are a shelter for me. You are a place of refuge. And I've noticed that you're my fortress. The enemy cannot get to me. Wow, Lord, you're awesome. You know, that's our testimony. He says, uh, verse 2 again, I will say, the, I will say of the Lord, <laughs> this will be my testimony concerning him. He said, uh, he is my refuge and my fortress. And then he says, my God, 
In him will I trust. Yeah, I can trust in him. You can trust in him today, regardless of the calamity or destruction around you, regardless of whatever is going on around you, put your trust in him. So let's go on to verse number three. This is powerful. We're rolling on today. Verse three says, surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler, from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Now, you know, we're going to have to spend a little time with that, right? He says, surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler. All right, surely. The word surely, of course, means of course he will. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to doubt it. Of course he will. This is an absolute truth. He shall deliver you. He shall recover you. He shall remove you from said danger of attack. <laughs> surely he shall deliver you. Deliver you from what? The snare. Well, what, what is a snare? The word snare, and this is very peculiar to me. Uh, this is kind of odd. If you look at this in the Hebrew, the word snare means it's a bird trap. It means bird trap. It means uh, a spring net or just simply a trap. Spring net, you've seen those traps. Little bird comes in there, whap! or whatever the hunter is, uh, because the fowler, we're going to see the snare of the fowler. Fowler is a hunter, and there are some other words associated with that, but I want you to see this. So it says, he's going to deliver us from the snare of the fowler. Now, grab a hold of this. So if we just take it simple, if we just say that the word uh, snare here means a trap, trap. It is a bird trap. Now, this is interesting. Birds usually fly and when you think about freedom, most people think about birds because they can fly, fly everywhere. They can take up wings and go. And that's what David said. Oh, if I had wings of a dove and I would fly away from here, I would fly out of this danger. You know, so it's kind of like the enemy is taking away your freedom, taking away your freedom by ensnaring you with something. But, you know, uh, a, a trap is only as good as its bait as well. So maybe we can talk about that some other time as well about why we're getting caught in this trap, because there's something baiting us, something that we like in there. Maybe in the case of a bird, maybe there's a, a little worm in there or something, and the bird goes, oh, tweet, 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 I want a worm, 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 and hop. You know, but anyway, God says, surely he will deliver you from. Now, isn't that what it says? Surely he will, surely he shall deliver you. Now, if God says, if the word says, surely he will deliver you from it, right? Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare. Somebody's already thinking about it. If he's got to, de to deliver you from it, doesn't that mean that, well, two things. One, he'll show you the danger. Oh, don't go there. You almost stepped in that. <laughs> or two, you're in it. And he's pulling you out of it before you can be devoured. Because that's the purpose of the, of the fowler's trap or from the hunter's snare, a hunter's trap. That's the purpose, is to devour the prey, right? They, oh, I caught something. Let's go home and roast them up. You know, that's the, you know, hunters just don't, just don't kill it to be killing it or trap it to be trapping it. They're trapping it in order to eat it, to devour it. We know the devil is a devouring spirit. There's a whole lot of them around there. But God says uh, the, one of two things. One, I'll show you the trap. Hence, I've delivered you from it. If I've showed it to you, if I've shown it to you, you see it now and you go around the other way. That's deliverance. Or two, you're caught in it. And he says, 
hey, ah, there you go. Hop on out of there now. Go ahead, tweet, 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 and you're good. Does that make sense? All right, so here are promises. Now, we talked about refuge. Here's your refuge, and here's your fortress, right? But then he says, surely he will deliver you from it. Now, that sounds odd. Why, is the, why would I encounter a trap? Why will I encounter this thing being set of the enemy if I'm dwelling in the secret place of the Most High? That should tell you again that this is not uh, talking about just a spiritual place. We're still here on the earth. We're still prone to different things on the earth. And the Father's still watching over us. Remember, we are abiding under his shadow. And as we're going about life, as we're moving about life, we're going to encounter some things. But he said, hey, I got you covered. Look there. Um, Lad, you may not want to go to work that day. Uh, look there. Uh, don't say yes to that. I know it looks like you're going to have a promotion there, but don't uh, don't allow you don't align yourself with that team over there. Uh, they don't have good intentions, and you know that God said, "Hey, you know what? He's leading you away from that trap, right? Don't don't invest in that over there. Don't do that. He's leading you away from that trap, you know. So He has the ability either to one show you show you where the thing is, so you don't get in it, or two. He can pull you out of it. He said he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler. Now, fowler, again, uh, the word fowler does mean uh, hunter. It means trapper. It will deliver you from the trap of the trapper. And it also means bait layer, bait layer. Okay, so the enemy is also a bait layer. So remember, uh, a trap is only as good as its bait. So the enemy knows if he's a bait layer, he knows what you like. He knows what you're interested in. Okay, and just like this little bird, remember because we said the word snare there means a bird trap. Just like this little bird, you know, we may go throughout life just, just oblivious to what's around us. But God says, I see this and I'll deliver you from this. I'll deliver you from the bait layer's trap. That's awesome, isn't it? I love that. Now, so that's the first part. He says, surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from, and so he's still in process of delivering. He's delivering from the, delivering you from the trap of the, of the hunter or the trap of the bait layer. And he's delivering you from the noisome pestilence, from the noisome pestilence. Now, now, this is, uh, when you get into the Hebrew, I mean, it's just, it takes on another meaning altogether. Uh, it, noisome means, uh, it does mean destruction. It does mean calamity. But it also means desire. Noisome also means desire. And how does that figure in? We're going to look at that in a second. He will deliver you from the noisome pestilence or from the desire of pestilence or from the destruction of or calamity of pestilence. Or what, well, what's pestilence? Pestilence means plague. It means a plague. It means, a, um, it means an infectious disease uh, that can affect cattle or other animals, it, or definitely people. A plague in its simply, in a simple, simplest form. He said he will deliver you from the destruction of plagues. He will deliver you from the uh, calamity of plagues. He will deliver you from the desire of plagues. 
So when you look at the word noisome, meaning desire, it's like it's taking on a personality. It's like it's like the disease or the, or the plague is not just the thing, but it has a personality or it has a personality behind it. Maybe there is a demonic influence uh, behind this infection that's traveling places, different places. Maybe there is a spirit behind this thing. Now, there are many times in the New Testament when Jesus would heal someone uh, by telling that spirit, go from them, and the person automatically be healed. Now, again, um, not always is someone that is sick not always do they have a spirit, but sometimes that is the case that a spirit, like a spirit of infirmity, is causing the sickness. Let me give you two examples. Uh, when, the, uh, when the Lord Jesus was in a certain place again and, and he was healing and a woman came into the, into the meeting and she'd been bound, the Bible says that she was bound by Satan, I believe, what, 18 years or so, or for a number of years, Jesus said she was bound by the enemy. Well, he took her by the hand and he raised her up and she was healed. Now, he, had, he dealt with that spirit. He said specifically she was bound by the enemy. Uh, and then, of course, the, there was the moonstruck child. You know, when, when the Lord Jesus was up there in the mountain with uh, Peter, James, and John, and he left in the valley uh, the nine other disciples and the, the father of the child that was a uh, lunatic or, or had um, uh, demonic spirits in him, uh, they came before the Lord, or they, the father of the child came to, came to the disciples, and the disciples said simply, hey, we can't do anything about this. Wait till Jesus comes, basically, right? Jesus came. How long did this come upon him? Since he was a child, right? If you look at this, uh, because the, the word, the, the child's condition really had to do with epilepsy. Uh, moonstruck or, or epilepsy, you, you, you look that up, you'll you find that, that to be true. So that spirit that was upon that child was manifesting himself in the form of uh, epilepsy. And these epileptic episodes would come upon the child and he would cast himself into the fire, the father said, or cast himself into the water and they couldn't do anything with it. Well, Jesus dealt with the spirit and the child didn't have any, any more problems. Now, let me say once again, it is not always the case when someone is sick or has epilepsy or has a headache or something like that. Oh, there's a demon. No, that's, that's, that's not always the case. Sometimes it is something physically wrong there, and that can be seen on some type of x-ray. But then there are some times when there is some sort of mystery illness that has not, they cannot detect uh, what's going on with this person. It could possibly be that there is a spirit involved. Deal with that spirit and the sickness goes away, all right? So that being said, coming back to verse number three, he said, he will deliver us from the noisome pestilence, from the desire of the plague, all right? Just food for thought, just food for thought. So it's, it's always good to take that person into, uh, into the house of prayer, take them before the Lord and pray over them. You see, many times that regardless of what the cause is, uh, whether it's a, a, an actual physical illness or whether it's a demonic power in, in play, the Lord heals and delivers. Amen? That's powerful. All right, so let's hop on down. Let me, before we do that, let me give you, let me read this to you out of another translation. Uh, verse number three out of the New Living Translation. 
and it says this, for he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly diseases. All right, that's in its simplest form. God will rescue you from every trap and he will protect you from deadly diseases. I like that. That's powerful. That's the word. So we have to declare that over our lives. God will protect me from every trap and rescue me from every disease. That's what that Bible says or that verse says in a nutshell. Let's go ahead and go to verse number four. And this is where we're going to be uh, concluding today. Awesome. Verse four says, he shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. All right. So we have another picture. I, I appreciate the Lord so much because he shows us these different pictures of, of how it is like. Remember, all of this is the testimony. From verse number two, he says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. All of this is testimony uh, from the person that has decided to dwell in the secret place of the Most High. And they shall abide, we're talking about verse number one, they shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. This is all testimony because you've decided to make the Lord your secret place, your refuge. You've decided to make him that place where you run to in time of danger, in time of calamity, in time of destruction. Now, there are a lot of places, before we get to verse number four, there are a lot of places where people run uh, when things go bad. Some people can run to alcohol. Things go bad, let me go find a bottle. Uh, some people can run to um, um, uh, sexual things. You know, things go wrong. Hey, I'm running there. Some people can run to uh, gambling. You know, people can, we can run to all kind of stuff when things go bad, when things go wrong. All the father's saying, choose to run to him. Let him be your shelter, your refuge. Let him be your fortress, right? Let him be that for you. Run to him. And how are we going to do that? Well, we're going to do that in a place of prayer. We're going to do that uh, by declaring his word and really leaning on him. And really, after you pray, just take a moment and just thank him. Thank him for protecting you. Thanking him for being your shelter. And here's the big thing. Thanking him for being your comfort because the Holy Spirit is your comforter. Because when bad things happen, we're in a lot of pain. And what we're actually going, when we go to all these places or even when people... They get, um, when things, bad things happen, they may decide to go shopping, go on a shopping spree. Well, all of, all of those other fake areas, should I say, are all temporary fixes. And really, that's not a fix. It's like you have a big gaping wound and blood is, is pouring out, please excuse it, and you put a Band-Aid over it and think it's going to help. It's, it's not. It's not. So... Whatever you choose to run to, if it's not God, let me tell you, it's temporary. You may, you may say, well, it relieves the pain for a moment, but it comes right back. We go into a bottle and we drink all night. And because of the alcohol, you may forget your troubles, but the morning is going to come and the problems come back with a vengeance. And we find ourselves in a worse place than we were in the first place. So let the Father, let God be a refuge. Let him be your fortress. And we're going to pray in just a moment. Let's go to verse number four. 
Verse 4 says again, here's his imagery. Please see this. He shall cover thee with his feathers. Think of a mama bird covering um, the little birdies, <laughs> little chicklets, what have you. Gathering, gathering them around her, gathering around, you know, and protecting, keeping them close. He shall cover thee with his feathers. Or he, or he shall, some translations say, he will cover you with his arms. Either way, he will hold you in his arms, right? And under his wings shalt thou trust. You can be able to rest. Uh, one sure sign of, sign of trust is rest. You'll be able to exhale. Uh, because until that point, we're tense. We're tense. He says, come here. I mean, think about a, a good parent when... Uh, when my children were, maybe they had a nightmare or, or something, and, and I would come and say, hey, hey, come to daddy, come to daddy. And I would just hold them, and I could feel them just, just beginning to relax. Everything is fine. Everything is okay. The Lord says, come to me. Let me cover you with my feathers, with my, with my arms, and, and under my wings you're going to trust. Let's look a little bit further. He says, his truth shall be thy shield and buckler. His truth. What's his truth? His word is his truth. His, what, his truth is his word. What he has said to you, what he has revealed to you, the revelation knowledge that he has given to you concerning his word. I mean, when you're reading the Bible, there'll be verses that will just pop out, that will just, just pop out to you. And you're just like, oh, Lord, you're speaking to me. Or maybe when you're, when you're hearing a message or watching a video, you're in church or in some sort of Bible study, and you hear word and your spirit just comes alive, it's, it's quickened on the inside of you, and it, it, it hits you like a ton of bricks. Well, that word will sustain you. That word is like a shield. It says, his truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Shield and buckler. Now, that go into some medieval times, the Bible times, you really get this, because the shield is talking about here is that shield wall. Many times uh, when soldiers would go into the battlefield, they would carry a very large shield. And they would have that on their arms there. And, and that shield would prevent maybe, you know, the arrows, the fiery arrows, the attacks from the enemy. Or when they were in hand-to-hand -hand combat, they were, you know, they could have this shield up to prevent the sword or the attacker from, um, from connecting and hitting their body. That was a large shield, all right, shield. And then it says buckler. The Lord's word or his truth is his shield and buckler. Buckler is not talking about what's holding your belt up, <laughs> not a buckle. But a buckler was a smaller shield, about the size of maybe an average plate, dinner plate. And the knight or the soldier would maybe carry it on their, on their waist or, or further somewhere on their armor, maybe somewhere down where the wrist is or something, they would carry that. And that, if they had lost their shield, their buckler, that smaller shield, would help them in close hand-to-hand -hand combat, uh, like in a knife fight, so to speak. So they would have this smaller shield, about the size of a plate or so, and then they would have their knife, and they would go ahead and, you know, they would do their battling. Ha! 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 You know, and all of that. I'm thankful that we don't have to do that today, but praise God. But the Lord said simply, his truth shall be the thing that prevents 
uh, fiery darts from hitting you that prevents the enemy's advance towards you. you Have know, you seen some movies where they would lock their shields together? Everybody would come and stand on the front row and they would lock their shields together and, and some would put their shields up, above. And, and it made, a mini, made a, a mini shelter, really. It was a large shield. But when the enemy came closer, the, yard, the, the large shield became a distraction. They needed something smaller something portable, something more maneuverable. And that's where the buckler came in for close hand-to-hand combat. Well, God said, my word, my truth uh, is the one that deflects the arrows, the things that come at you from a distance. And he said, my word will also protect you when things come up close. He said, I'll keep you safe. His truth is going to be your shield and buckler. So we see these wonderful examples, these wonderful pictures of what the Lord would do Uh, through us, in us, and with us. Next time, we're going to be going from verse 5. Wow, we're in high cotton now. 5, and we're going to see how far we get on the next time. Once again, I thank you so much for joining me. I had a blast, and I hope that you did too. Don't forget to go to our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear this series and so much more. I've got a lot of content there for you. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to one of our podcasts and get it on the go so that you can get the Word of God with you and take it with you to the park, to the gym, down the road while you're driving or or what have you. It's there for you, and it's our way of just telling you that we love you so much. All right, so let's go ahead and, and pray. Father, I thank you for my friend that is right now watching. Thank you for their family, and Lord, for all that pertains to them. Lord, we we declare that you are our shield that you are our buckler, that you are our refuge and our fortress. We choose to abide in you. And Lord, I declare that you will deliver them. You will recover them from every trap of the enemy, from every trap uh, of the, of the hunter. From, you'll deliver them from the bait layer. Lord, whatever they've gotten into, Lord, I declare that you're the one who delivers them out of it. And Lord, I thank you that you are also our comforter in time of great hurt and distress. Lord, I pray that your word will manifest in the lives of your people, that we would see you as our great almighty God. We love you so very much, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, until next time, remember that Jesus loves you, and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you the next time. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Remember, if you would like to hear today's message in its entirety or hear the entire series, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org. You can also subscribe to our podcast and get it on the go. And if you have a Roku device, make sure you search for Kingdom Rock TV. And there you will find this program and so much more. We would also love to see you in a live service. Just go to our website to get the details at www.kingdomrock.org. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.